Would you all stand in honor of God's word? We're going to read from the story of Jesus' crucifixion. This is Matthew 27, starting in verse 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly this was the Son of God. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for your word. Lord, as we take time to Uh, Look at it now. I pray that you would encourage us, God. Um, Thank you for Christ. Thank you that he has done it all, that he has finished it, that he has uh, made us right with you because of his blood. God, thank you for that. Thank you that you provided what we could never provide. God, may you be honored in us, um, not just on Good Friday or Easter, but every day of the year. Lord, we love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to turn to Isaiah 53. Um, Isaiah 53, I wanted to ask the question tonight, what is, what is happening on the cross? Right? What's really happening on the cross? Um, we've sung of our Savior's death tonight. I hope it was encouraging. I know for those who love Christ, to sing His praise like that is beautiful. Um, but I want to tell you the world... Ooh, fun. The world... Um, the world would say that the death of Jesus was just some kind of tragic mistake. Um, just, uh, you know, they don't think he's divine. They don't think he really rose from the dead. And they really don't think that his death could be any different from any of our deaths. Okay? Um, I was reading in this writer about the Jewish people. And he wrote, uh, when they read this section of Isaiah 52 and 53, he said, a Jewish person might say, Above all, the question has been, what is the meaning of this innocent man's submissive suffering? Why is he doing it? And how can he do it? Is this all just an accident of history? Was this just a good person in the wrong time and in the wrong place? And I want to tell you, even some who would call themselves Christians, a a false Christianity, one that's um, compromising to the world, they'll they'll say, well, Jesus went to the cross just to set us a good example just as an example of self-sacrifice, just, just to show us what it means to endure persecution with love, and, or maybe he was just making the best of a bad situation. Right? This is the world's view more and more if they do know the story of the cross. This is their view of what it was. Oh, Jesus, he's a good person. Uh, he, died, he died for us. Uh, they don't think that at all. They don't think that at all. Good person, good example, tragedy, Persecution. They might think some of those things, but they will not think about Christ's death for us. 
So what really happened on the cross? I want to tell you, we don't believe any of those things that those other that I was just describing. We believe what the Bible says. We believe that Jesus' primary reason for dying on the cross was to offer was to make an offering for my sin and for your sin. Right? That he would take the wrath of God in my place, in your place. And I want to show you tonight that God said it hundreds of years in advance. Okay, so if you read with me Isaiah 53 10. Isaiah 53.10. We're just going to focus on that one verse quickly. Isaiah 52.53 is a wonderful series, talk, is a wonderful prophecy talking about Christ. And it says this in verse 10. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Him he is put to grief. When his soul makes an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and he shall prolong his days and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. That's why Jesus came. That's what the cross is. Um, And I'll show you that that's where we get it. So if you look down at this passage, the first point for tonight, just quickly, is that God's plan is what the cross was about. God's plan. This was not an accident. This This was not a tragedy of history. It was God's plan working out. He says, yet... And that's a break from what happened before. It's, a, it's to make an important point. And I want you to look at verse 10. It says that at the, the first part of the verse, yet it was the will of the Lord. And if you look down to the end of the verse, the will of the Lord shall prosper in His hand. That's a clue to us that that's what this verse is about, is the will of the Lord. Right? He's trying to tell why, why would this man suffer? Why would, why would God take upon Himself flesh and be afflicted by men? So God's plan was working out. This was the will of the Lord. Um, this, is not, this was not the plan of man. It was not an accident. It was not a coincidence. It was not just an example. This is God's glorious plan to save us. That's what the cross is. Um, it's God's plan throughout all of history to save us. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 23. Uh, this is Peter, and he says, this Jesus, he's preaching to the Jewish people, and he says, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. So this book, this book of Isaiah is written hundreds of years before Jesus was crucified. And that's why Peter knew that he could say that this, this, was not, this didn't just happen. This wasn't just it happened to happen this way. He said he was delivered up according to the plan of God. God's plan was working out. Uh, secondly, what, what, what's happening at the cross? God's wrath was poured onto His Son. Uh, God has wrath. Why? Because He just stubbed His toe or He's angry or what, like what, He's a grouchy old man? Why does God have wrath? Because of our sin. Because of our sin. Because we sin over and over because we know we shouldn't and we do anyway. And we've rebelled against the God of the universe. And look, at, look back at Isaiah 53.10. It was the will of the Lord to crush him. To crush him. That's wrathful. It's not just, well, I'll send Jesus and we'll have him die a peaceful death. It was the will of the Lord to crush him. And then as if we didn't, uh, as if we didn't get it, uh, he says this, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. And then the next part, he has put him to grief. 
That word is like just adding on top. It's as if crushing wasn't enough. He says, I, I, I will crush him. I will, I will make him in pain. I will make sure that it is pain, that it is wrath. He did that for us. Uh, in 1 John 4.10, it says, And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation is a big word, but it's an important word because it means someone who takes your wrath for you. right? Someone who takes your punishment. And then in Matthew 27 that we just read, He says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? Jesus, Jesus wasn't just doing this as an example. He was on the cross and He endured God forsaking Him. Right? God turning His back on Himself that, that He could take the wrath that was for us. God's wrath was poured out on His Son. Third point is that Christ willingly made an offering for us. Made a sin offering for us. This is the whole point. Look down. Verse 10. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for sin. When his soul makes an offering for sin. Ephesians 5.2 says, Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Matthew 20, verse 28, Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. The New Testament agrees with what Isaiah wrote hundreds of years prior, that Christ was taking the wrath of God for us, and in doing so, He offered Himself as an offering. As an offering to God for us. And look down. To finish it out. Uh, The fourth point is just Jesus finished it. Uh, he doesn't remain in the tomb. He doesn't. Rem- it do- it's not like his offering was just a. You know, he's got to keep doing it again and again. He, he. Ver- the end of verse ten says, "When his soul makes an offering for sin, he shall see his his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand." That is a turn where he says, "There's victory here." Right? You don't usually talk about someone dying and then seeing their offspring. Right? You don't talk about someone who's suffering and then all of a sudden they're, they're going to prosper and their days will be long. What this is saying is that hundreds of years in advance, God said, my son is going to lay down an offering. He's going to lay down himself as an offering for sin. And I'm going to accept that offering. And he will finish it there. He will finish it. With the famous words of Jesus on the cross, it is finished. Are true and they were they were prophesied right here. In Hebrews chapter 9, it says, Jesus, He entered once for all into the holy places. Not by means of the blood of goats or calves. That's the kind of offerings we can give. But by means of His own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. In Hebrews 9.26, For then He would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world But as it is, He appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by doing what? By sacrificing Himself. 
So I want to tell you, biblically, there's no, de- there's no real debate about this. Um, we need to stand on the fact that the reason why Jesus is on the cross, what happened on the cross, is not just a, a warm, fuzzy moment. It's not that at all. It's the wrath of God poured out on His Son for us to make an offering. So I just have a couple questions to finish up tonight. Have you recognized that you need a sin offering? That's the first step. Do you even think that you need a sin offering before God? Do you know that someday you're going to stand before the God of the universe? What will you offer for the wrongs you've done? What, what, will you, what, what would you say? What, what could you give? Oh, I was religious. I sat in Bear Valley Church during that boring guy's sermon, right? I did. I, I even listened the whole time. I stayed awake. Uh, what are you going to offer? I gave some money. Certainly, my money would cover my sin. You guys realize in the Old Testament, there there was blood, and not even that was enough. There was blood in sacrifices. There was money in sacrifices. There, everything you could think of. There was devotion, all of it. And yet, yet we see that it wasn't enough. The sin offering had to be perfect. And so I'd ask you, do you realize that you need a sin offering? Um, and then I would also ask you, have you realized that you can't make that offering yourself? There's no offering you can bring that can make you right with God besides the offering that was made on the cross on Good Friday. Kids just got back from Mexico, which is pumped. They're pumped. Glad to see you guys. They're, they're half asleep, half dead, but it's great. They did good work this week. Um, uh, have you realized that you can't make a sin offering? And last, for those of us that know Christ here tonight, I want to ask you, are you rejoicing that it was the Lord's will to give Christ as a sin offering for you? Do you rejoice that He made the sin offering for us? We didn't have to make it ourselves. I know some of us were very much, we were doers, right? I get things done. I'm a, I'm a, I accomplish things. I, I do things. I, I, have, you know, I, I do all sorts of things. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do this. And especially as men, we need to humble ourselves and rejoice and say, I'm so glad that Christ made the offering for me. Because I could not do it myself. I could not do it. I could never do it. Yet Christ did it for me. Uh, Just to conclude, uh, one writer said, it wasn't that Jesus suffered because of His people. It wasn't that Jesus merely suffered with His people. But it was that Jesus suffered for His people. For you. For me. And I'll tell you, for anyone who would believe in Him. Uh, maybe you're here and some family member dragged you here. Uh, or maybe you're young and you've never paid attention before. Right? I was you. I was in, my, I, in middle school. I sat in places and I did not even listen and I didn't care. But I want to tell you, Jesus offered a sin offering for you. Would you accept it? <laughs> would you accept it? Would you receive Him as your Lord and Savior? Let me pray for us. And Zach's going to come and sing a special song and lead us in one more song.
God, um, I don't do justice to your word. I don't do justice, obviously, to the offering of Christ. But God, what a glorious truth it's been as I've thought this week about the fact that you made an offering for me. That, that I had nothing I could do to be right with you. I couldn't give enough. I couldn't earn enough. I couldn't be in church enough. I couldn't be good enough. But God, you made the offering for me and for everyone who's here if they would believe in Christ. And so God, I pray they would. And Lord, I pray this weekend that as we think about the fact that Jesus made this offering, may we rejoice that the resurrection proves that it was accepted and that the payment was made in full and that the offering is sufficient for me uh, to bring me to heaven with you. Now, God, we love you. Thank you for this night and that we could think on the cross. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.